1: This evening. Lord, we ask that you speak to us this evening. Father, we ask that you minister to us, Amen. give us of your spirit Amen. to teach us, Amen. to feed us
0: Amen.
1: with knowledge yes. and with understanding. Amen. Feed us, oh Lord, with the deer and the sakar. We ask, Lord, that you transform our hearts into that fertile heart, Amen. the heart that receives and brings forth fruit. Father, may our lives be fruitful from tonight. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you give me the unction. Let the Spirit of God come fully. Take control. I pray, O Lord, against any high thing that will lift itself against the knowledge of God. I pray, O God, let the Spirit subdue any other spirit that is not of God. And let your word be heard. This evening, we are grateful, we are thankful in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Come in your strength and your power. No oh. Come in your, your strength and your, power. Time, Come in your strength and power. Come, Come in your word. For the last time, Come in your strength and power. Come in, in your, your strength. Your power. Power. In your own
1: way. Father, we are thankful and grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Why don't you take your seats with a clap offering to the Lord Jesus? Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, this evening, I want to share a very short message with you as part of our celebration of the prophet that God has given us. I want to share with you a great gift from God. A great gift from God. One person is excited about my topic, but tonight, that is what is on the menu. A great gift from God. Hallelujah. What are some of the great gifts that God has given us? A pastor is a great gift from God. Hallelujah. A pastor is a great gift that God has given us. Amen. Now when someone gives you a gift, when someone gives you a gift, he may not expect you to say thank you to him, but at least he would expect that you appreciate the gift. Isn't that so? The person would, appreci- would expect that at least you appreciate the gift. Especially when it is a gift that the person really thought of. That is a gift that really came from your heart. Do you understand? When it's a gift like that, you expect that the person will appreciate it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Or you went through a lot. You went through such difficulty. You went through so much to acquire this gift for this person. Then you would expect that the one who received the gift shows some form of appreciation. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, you, when a wife organizes, say, a birthday party for the husband, you go through a lot to organize a birthday party. You call the, the husband's friends. You make a lot of arrangements. Sometimes you start planning this like several months. And at the end, he says, what a waste of money. How could you have wasted all this money? You, it may have been, it may, it may have cost you something, but for you to have gone through all of this, and the person doesn't appreciate it, at least you say you may not say thank you, but that you appreciate it. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Or you go and buy a nice dress for your wife. You, you are not the kind that. You, you 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 don't even like to be in this women's department. Do you understand? But you are searching and searching, and you don't even know what to buy. Then you ask someone to help you. You describe the woman, and you pick up something very nice, and then you wrap it in a box, and then you bring it to the person, and then the person looks at it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And then she pushes it somewhere. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And then you never see the person wearing that dress, ever. She doesn't even take it to look at it. She doesn't even take it to hang it in a closet. It's in the same box you brought it. That can be very painful. Do you understand? It may not be nice. It may not be her type. Or she may not have purchased it, but what you went through to acquire the gift, you expect—don't you expect that the person will at least show some form of appreciation? At least call my baby, thank you. But pastors are special gift that God gives to His children. Pastors are special gift that God prepares for His children, and He expects that we appreciate the gift. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. It says, Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Jesus went through a lot. Jesus went through a lot of suffering. Do you understand? He went through a lot of difficulty. He was a king who forsook his crown and came here on earth. He was God who became man on earth. And he went through a lot. And the Bible says when he ascended up on high, after he has gone through all of this and he was living, you know, when you have gone through a lot and you are finally living, you want to live your best of things for the people you came to make that sacrifice for. If you are a father and you came into this world and you have children and you work so hard, you work so hard and you are living, you, you know you are dying, for instance, and you are making a will, you are not going to write about your belt and your shoes that this my belt goes to this my son and my heart. you know my hat that I used to wear to church you see those are not the things you are going to put in your will you are going to put some substantial things that you value things that if you do not really assign and it goes to the wrong person you will not be happy even in your grave do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you take, you take the pain to assign these gifts properly. And you, 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 the important things, things that are important to you are the things that you put in your well, Not your sacks. And even your brand new underwear that you never wore before. You're not going to put them in. Or your clothes that you never wore. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So it says when Jesus ascended, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. This was when he was living, he must have given his valuable gifts. Gifts that are of value to him. For his last minute that he's giving his life. because when he came, he gave he, he gave healing, he gave bread. And fish, he could have given them a, a whole truckload of bread to last them, or factories that make bread. Do you understand? He could have made, he could have left, left them with factories that make fishing boats and so they can have, or fishing nets that they can always have fish. But he says, He gave gifts to men, verse 9. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave, these are the gifts that he gave to men. So all the things that we read in parentheses, they are describing the, the conquering Christ, what he did that he overcame. He became superior to things in heaven, things on earth, and things underneath the earth to fulfill all of this. And the gift that he gave to man, these are the gifts. And he gave some apostles. He gave gifts. Some he gave apostles. Some prophets. Some evangelists. And some pastors. And some teachers. He gave all these gifts. For what? For the perfecting of the saints. These things were important to him. He gave these gifts for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. That is the church. For the edifying of the church. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the son of God. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is important to Jesus. This is the reason why he gave these gifts. That we will come as close as to his measure. That there will be some perfection in us. This is important to him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Verse 14, he says, That we henceforth, you see, this is when he was living. When he was living, these are the gifts that he gave to men. He gave these gifts that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. Tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. He doesn't want his children, the children that he died for, that today they are with juju. And the next day they are looking for Christ. The next day they are doing Agbalagba. <laughs> and the next day they are doing this. He didn't want his children to go through this. He says, every wind of doctrine by the slate of man, by the deception of man. He didn't want his children to go through this, so he gave gifts, special gifts. Do you understand? There are some of you, you are going through, you do all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. You are drinking communion today, the next time you are drinking some big test with certain things. <laughs> you come Sunday to drink communion, and then the Saturday before you came, you have drunk certain things. You are bathed with, you see, you come and then in the spirit we say we soak you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet in the blood of Jesus. But you have also been bathed in other things. Some of you, you go and certain prophets bathe you. You allow certain prophets, a whole woman, a woman like you, you take all your clothes and they put you on a hard table. And then the prophet is washing you, bathing you. You see, you think I'm making this up. No, 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 no. And then when they are finished, they, they lie on top of you mouth-to-mouth ministration. Yeah. You see, you like that. And then when you finish, you say, ah, dear, ah. The way you feel, you feel that you have really been washed. His blood is washing you and other things are also washing you. Every wind of doctrine. he says by the, by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You see, you are, you are deceived into believing that this is what you need. And for you not to go through that, for you not to have that, he gave gifts. He gave you gifts. He gave gifts that you will not go through this. That you would not happen to have this doctrine deceiving you. So he gave gifts that, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Verse 16, he says, From whom the whole world, the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Hallelujah. Ultimately, Christ wants us to have this love amongst us. For that, he gives us pastors. He gives us shepherds. He gives us apostles. He gives us evangelists. Nancy, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He gives us, he gave us teachers. Amen. Amen. He gave us teachers. Verse 17, is there a verse? This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. In the vanity of the you know what? Who are Gentiles? Who are Gentiles? Yes. Unbelievers. Unbelievers. So you who are now born again believer, you ought not walk in the vanity of your mind. For that He gave you a pastor, He gave you a teacher, He gave you prophets to feed you, that you don't walk in the vanity of your mind. You don't walk empty handed. Walk with your natural understanding. You don't walk as the Gentiles walk. Mm, you are teaching. You don't, your lifestyle should not be like an unbeliever. Oh, For this reason, he gave you pastors. Mm. He gave you prophets. Wow. He gave you teachers. Wow. That the born again Christian, wow. his life or her life never will become like a Gentile. Like a, 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 someone who is not born again. Your life should never be like that. Amen. 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 Verse 18. He says, having the understanding darkened. Yes, you see, Christ, as he was living, he gave you gifts that your understanding will not be darkened. Amen. 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 Wow. That your understanding will not be darkened. Oh, sh- so he gave gifts. Hmm. Kemi, do you understand the word of God? That you will you, you not have darkened understanding. Right. 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 Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. Ignorance that is in them. They are alienated from God. They have no relationship with God. For that, Jesus gave us gifts. For this reason. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Who being past feelings have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Wow. This is the reason why God gave you gifts. Now you can understand that this is something that has been thought of well. All of this for that I'm giving you these gifts. It is gift well thought of. Do you understand? It is gift that comes from the person's heart. That you do not have your understanding darkened, that you do not have, you say, your feelings are given to unto lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness, worldly desires, worldly pleasures, and that makes you work all uncleanness with greediness. That reason, he gave us gifts. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap for Jesus? Wow. Amen. He gave you gifts that you henceforth be not tossed to and fro. Tossed to and fro. That you are drinking communion. Then you are tossed into drinking other things. We are anointing you with oil, and then you are also receiving other things. You are tossed to and fro. For that he gave you teachers to teach you that you will not be deceived. Mm. Amen. Amen. That you will not be deceived. Hallelujah. Amen. The purpose of this gift is to feed you. Amen. Feed you. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 3. Hallelujah. He says, "And I will give you what." Pastors. Who says, "I will?" I will give you God. He says, "And I will give you pastors according to mine heart." That means it's from my heart to you. Do you understand? It's from my heart to you. It is a birthday gift, a nice gift, a nice present. This is from a thought of well thought of. It's from my heart. Amen. It's not a random gift. It is something that is really from my heart. Now, when you are giving something from your heart, you you expect that it's going to have a special effect on a person's life. He says, I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. The purpose of this gift is to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Oh, you need knowledge and understanding. I say you need knowledge and understanding. You need a pastor who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. You need a pastor who will feed you knowledge about the situation that you are in. Sometimes you don't even understand why you are going through what you are going through. Sometimes you don't even understand. You have no knowledge of why you are going through the thing you are going through. Do you understand? A man of God said that one time, a young girl sent him a message and asked. He said, Pastor, why do good people go through bad situations? Why do good people go through difficult situations? And then he said, he thought about it, and he said, you know, good people may go through certain situations, but when you don't have knowledge, when you don't have knowledge of that situation, it may look evil in your eyes. When you don't have knowledge of that situation, it may look bad in your eyes. He said, when you take a photograph of the face of a woman in labor. When a woman is in labor, and then you take a photograph of that woman's face, and you send to people, they will think that the woman is going through some hard time. The woman is going through a bad situation. They, you would think that if you see the woman's face, you would think that God has forsaken her if you see that photograph because you are not seeing the whole picture do you understand because you don't have knowledge of that picture you don't have knowledge of the whole picture what you have poses a woman who is going through such difficulty but if you give it a few hours after the woman has delivered and they have put her baby on her lap And then you take a photograph of that woman, then you will understand the reason why she was going through that difficulty. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Then you will understand why the person is going through that difficulty. You see, sometimes you are going through a difficulty, but you will not understand why. But you need a pastor. God says, I will give you a pastor after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So you understand why you are in the situation what you are in. Hallelujah. Why you are in that situation, why you are going through that difficulty. You know, when I look in the Bible, I've realized that when God will bring, when God will bring someone who is a nobody. If God is going to bring a nobody, if God is going to bring you into a palace, if God is going to bring you into a palace, a king's palace, to make you into a great person, such as a king, God will bring you in as a servant in that palace. God will bring you in, sometimes as a prisoner in that palace. Hallelujah. God will bring you in to serve And when you are seven, when you are in that palace at the time and you are seven, you will go through certain things that you don't even look like someone that God is moving with. Do you understand? When God wanted to bring Joseph into a palace, you see, there was no way, there was no way that a nobody like Joseph Someone who is a nobody, not a citizen of the nation. There was no way that God could have brought him to Egypt and make him a prime minister except that he made him a slave in the palace. He made him a slave. And he wasn't any big time slave. He wasn't even serving the the, the king in the palace he was serving one of the king's officers. And God had to think of a way to bring him before the king. Bring him closer to the king, to be recognized by the king himself. So God had to put him in prison, bring him into prison. And let someone who comes close to the king, someone who is about to come close to the king to meet him for that person to bring him to the king. So if you were to look at Joseph's life, when you don't have knowledge and you look at Joseph's life, you would think he's a God forsaken young man. You would think that God has forsaken him. Hallelujah. But it is through that difficulty. So you see, when you are in a certain situation and you don't have a pastor, you need a pastor to teach you these things. You need a pastor to teach you that what you are going through, God has a bigger plan for you. He says, I have a plan for you. plan of peace and not of evil. You need a pastor to teach you that. John said, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So he says, I will give you Pastor, I will give you pastors according to my own heart. I will give you pastors after my own heart. After my own heart because in my heart, I know what I want for you. In my heart, I know what I want to do for you. So I will produce pastors after my heart. Pastors according to my heart. Pastors according to my heart's plans for you. Pastors, according to my heart. Because according to my heart, there are plans that I have for you. My sister, what's your name? Daniela. Daminola. A pastor is someone that God gives to you to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Mm. Concerning God's plans for you. Mm. Daminola, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? According to his heart. The plans that he has for you, because of the plans that he has for you, because of the things he wants to do for you, he will give you, based on that plan, from his heart, he will give you a pastor. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So he says, according to mine heart, we shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Sometimes when you don't have understanding, sometimes you are going through something. But you need a pastor. To feed you with knowledge. Understanding of the situation you are in. Understanding to understand that God is going to use this situation for a reason. God is going to use this condition. You need a pastor to feed you with that knowledge. Sometimes you are so broken. Sometimes you are so down. Sometimes you don't see any light in your darkness. Sometimes you you don't have any hope in what you're going through. But you need a pastor. A pastor to feed you with knowledge. And suddenly you see light in that darkness. Suddenly you see light. Hallelujah. Suddenly you see light. Suddenly, suddenly the scripture is open to you and suddenly there is light. It's a pastor's work. That is what God does. He gives you a pastor. He opens the scripture and says, Ah, you see, you may have read that scripture many times. But when the when the man of God, the one that God has given you according to his heart, when he opens that scripture to you, suddenly there is different understanding. Suddenly, you understand why you were going through the things that you were going through. You need a pastor to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You need a pastor. And that God gives out of his heart. Hallelujah. Out of his heart. Now when these gifts that God gives us, when these gifts are sent to you, and they do what they are intended to do in your life, when these gifts fulfill what is according to God's heart, to do what they are intended to do, God expects, to, expects the receivers of these gifts to also show appreciation. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When he gives you gifts according to his heart, when he gives you gifts, when he goes through such difficulty and such challenge to give you a gift, look, it is not a pastor. The gift of the pastor is a great gift. Yes. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The gift of a pastor is a great gift. And you need to honor that gift. You need to cherish that gift. Do you understand? You see, not so many people, not so many people care about others. For nothing. Do you understand? For nothing. That they just care about you for nothing. If they are caring about you, it means maybe you are the one that takes care of his children. You are the one that feeds him. You are the one that he sleeps with. You are the one, he cares about you. You see, he cares about you for a reason. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He cares about you for a reason. People do not naturally just care for nothing. Do you understand? But a pastor, God gives you a pastor to care for you. God gives you a pastor to you see when you are going through certain difficulties when you are going through you go you call your pastor pastor I am sick pastor I am coughing pastor I am pregnant pastor I am getting married pastor I have a child pastor I'm getting a new job you see you don't have anyone like that anyone like that that you call upon with all of your needs you don't have anyone like that do you understand as grown as you are, when you are laid off from work, you don't call your father, you don't call your mother and cry unto him, you call your pastor. Mm. That's good. That's good. How many of you, when you are sick, you pick up a phone and you call your father and you call your mother and crying, bring me some Tylenol. <laughs> How many of you? You call your pastor. When you have a baby, when you have a child, you don't call your mother to come and dedicate your your baby. You call your pastor. When you are getting married, you don't call your father to come and bless your marriage. You call your pastor. Pastor is a great gift that God gives us. Amen. When your marriage is going through difficulty, because even you know that if you call your mother you say leave him and just come home and come and say, but you, you want to stay so you call your pastor you love the man you call your pastor you call your pastor because you know your mother you, if you call her today she say pack your things and leave the man and come home I can take care of you but you call your pastor who will come and sit you down. Wow. My pastor. Hallelujah. Who will come and sit you down and minister to you. Amen. Your pastor feeds you with knowledge and understanding. And you need knowledge. You need understanding. Sometimes what makes a difference in a person's life is just the knowledge that you have. What is going to make a difference in your life is just understanding that you have. Sometimes when you have the knowledge of something, it changes your whole perspective about a thing. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? A lot of you, you have no knowledge about bacteria. Do you understand? So you you So you, 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 you handle bacteria in any form. Oh, yeah. But when you have knowledge of what the bacteria is and what they can do, suddenly, your behavior towards it changes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Suddenly, it changes. Sometimes you have no respect for food. You have no, you just eat any food. You see, you eat any food that you want. But when you have knowledge and understanding of what the food is doing to you now, that you are about to die, because of this food, you, now that you have knowledge, your, your way of handling that food changes. Oh, you need knowledge. You need understanding. I say you need knowledge. You need understanding. You like, you like palm nut soup a lot. You like to eat a lot of oil. You, you like fried chicken. You like it. And no one can take that from you. You like it. But the moment you have knowledge that you have cholesterol and it's about to kill you, suddenly the way you handle these things they Once you, if you don't know, you see, you are walking, you see that is why it says, for the lack of knowledge, the people, they perish. They perish. And so God will give you pastors who will feed you. Ellen, God will give you pastors who will feed you, feed you with knowledge, feed you with knowledge. God gives you pastors. Some of you you are in this church. You have free medical consultation. Free medical consultation. Pastor, this is my nail. That is this. What is this? Pastor, this one. You are being fed everywhere. Every area. Free. You don't pay for it. Free consultation. Free counseling. Free marital counseling. Hours. You go to certain office. They put a clock for your counseling and then when they start they push it $250 an hour yes and not even proper any proper counsel your marriage issue that they are taking you through they have no knowledge of marriage they have no understanding even who created marriage but pastors are feeding you with knowledge God has given you pastors pastors Feed you with knowledge. Feed you with understanding. Amen. Feed you with knowledge and understanding. So God expects that we appreciate our pastors. God God expects that here in Lighthouse Chapel International, we appreciate the pastor that he has given us. Amen. God expects that Bishop Doug will be appreciated. He He gave him to us according to his heart. According to his heart plans for us. According to his heart desires, out of that according to that he gave us pastors. And he gave us this great man of God. Hallelujah. Now how do we show our appreciation? How do we show our appreciation? Is it by saying amen to the preaching? That we say preach on. And we say God bless you. Oh, I was blessed by your message. Is that how we show our appreciation? You are teaching. You are the preacher. We love you. Is that how we appreciate our pastors? What a word. What a pastor. It's amazing. You are the reverend. Reverend. (laughs) Amen. And you say, we love it. I believe that all of these are part of your appreciation. All of these show or they are signs of appreciation. But God wants us to appreciate pastors in a special way. Also, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Galatians 6 and verse 6. It says, let him that is taught in the word. Who teaches in the word? And who is taught in the word? Say me, me, say me. The church member. Who is a church member? You see, you are already passing it on. Say me. So you understand the scripture properly. Do you understand? It says, let him that is taught in the word. That means let me, me, let me. Who is taught in the word? The, the one, me, who is fed by Bishop Dark. He says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Amen. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good. What is communicate? Send him text messages? <laughs> huh? Text? Or tell him, I was blessed by your message. Is that, or Skype? Skype him. FaceTime him. WhatsApp him. Communicate. Send him an email. It says, let him communicate unto him, that teacher, in all good things. In all good things. Communicate means give unto him in all good things. Hallelujah give unto him in all good things it means to give amen it, i said it means to give hallelujah now whenever someone gives you a gift and you show appreciation you demonstrate that you appreciate the gift what it does is it triggers more gifts from that person do you understand You see, if you buy something for a person and the person shows appreciation, the person appreciates this gift, it makes you want to give more gift and even better than what you gave. Because you know that this is a person who appreciates when I give him or when I give her. So it triggers the person from giving you more gifts. It triggers the person to give you even more and better gifts. Hallelujah. Now, similarly, when we show God our appreciation for the gift that he gives us, it triggers, it causes, you see, the more you are showing appreciation, you are building up credit that is going to trigger more of God's gift to you. As you show your appreciation to God's gift, it triggers more of God's gift to you. So the more you are showing appreciation, then you are building up credit that triggers more of God's gift to you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 15. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 15. It says, Now ye Philippians know also That in the beginning of the gospel, now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. Now, do you understand communicate? So, communicate is not sending text messages. Do you understand? Communicate is not WhatsApping. It says, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. Do you understand? When you give, you stand out. When you give amongst others, you stand out. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Giving is such an important thing. It is such an important thing. When you give, it makes you stand out. It says, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. So he can never forget. You stand out. He can never forget this church. Just because of their giving. Hallelujah. Just because of their giving. Verse 16, he says, for even in Thessalonica, ye sent once again unto my necessity. When I was in Thessalonica, you sent again. Yes, last year you showed appreciation. This year you still sending. You showed again. Verse 17, not because I desire a gift. This is a very important scripture. You see, they had a mind to send out of his necessity. Do you understand? But he's saying, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruits that may abound to your account. This is the reason why you ought to appreciate the gift that God has given you. This is the reason why you ought to show your appreciation. It builds fruits to your account. It builds credit to your account. That it may, he says that, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. When you show God that you appreciate what He has given you, you add to the credit. You add to the credit. You add to the, and it triggers, it triggers more gifts. It triggers the favor of God. It triggers the gift of favor. God will give you favor. As you are giving, it triggers the gift of grace of God. It triggers that. As you are giving, it accounts for it's adding to your account and it's triggering it's triggering more it's triggering the gift of grace it's triggering the gift of God's provision it's triggering the gift of God's help for you as you are given not that the man of God needs it he says not that I desire it I mean we all know that there is nothing that we have that bishop Doug needs he doesn't. I mean, he's a very honest man and he tells you, he says, I'm rich, I'm not poor. He says, I'm not poor. Even if his book ministry alone, he was to live on his book ministry, he's not a poor man. Hallelujah. If somebody understand what I'm sharing? He's not a poor man. Thank you. He's not a poor man. But that you will you have fruits that will abound to your account, that you will have fruits that will abound. To your account. To trigger more of God's blessings in your life. Hallelujah. To trigger more of God's blessing. He says that you may have fruit that may abound to your account. Verse 18, he says, but I have all and abound. I have all and abound. I have more. Sometimes the pastor even has more than you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Sometimes the pastor has more than you. Amen. I mean, let's be honest. The bishop is richer than any of us who are here. Far, far richer. God has blessed him. Do you understand? He says, But I have all and abound, I am full, having received of. Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice, acceptable, well pleasing to God. Now you see, the gift that we give, who is, who, in this particular passage, who is the one that received the gift? Who received the gift? It was Paul, the pastor. He's the one who received the gifts. Paul is the one who received the gift that the church sent. But who was well pleased? It was God. It was God. The gift was sent to the pastor, but it was God who was well pleased. They were well pleasing to God. God looked upon them and he was well pleased with what they did. Though Paul is the one that's receiving the gifts, but God is very pleased. So as you are honoring a gift of a pastor, you are showing God that you appreciate the gift that he has given you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? The gift has certain qualities. One, you realize that the receiver of the gift, the pastor, he doesn't need it. So you are not giving because the receiver needs it. He says, I, am, I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from me, from you. So it is not to meet a need. He's, he's, he's well off. In other words, Shakira, do you understand the word of God? So the gift to the receiver should not be a gift that the receiver needs. He says he does not desire it. He does not desire it. Number two, the gift ought to be of a sweet smelling odor. A sweet smelling odor. That means it must be nice. It must be a nice gift. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It ought to be a nice gift. Sometimes we give gift that is not well thought of at all. That's we just come to church and we take um, tight envelope. It's not a nice offering. It's not a nice gift. If you are giving, sometimes we are, we say we are honoring the bishop and hey, and then you can I have? Who is giving tight? You lift up your hands. You are not giving tight. You are taking our tight envelope. For the gift that you are giving to the pastor. It's not nice. You put in an exercise book. You rip a page. And then you put something and then you just. Here it's not nice. And then you write to the bishop. Let it be a nice gift. There's no, order. There's no order. It must be nice. It must be of sweet smell. The odor must be sweet smell. It must, be, it must not be a bad odor. The next thing, the, the, the gift must be an acceptable sacrifice. Do you understand? An acceptable sacrifice. That you sacrifice, but it ought to be acceptable. Do you understand? Now, what is a sacrifice? What is a sacrifice? Something that is sacrificed, Sacrificial thing. It's something that you give out of difficulty, out of you go through sweat, you, it's challenging. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It is difficult to give this thing, it is difficult to do this thing. It's a, it's a sacrifice. I'm talking about gift well pleasing to God. Something that will cost you. What are some other things? What are some of the things of sacrifice? What does sacrifice mean? Something that will cost you. Something that you feel it. David said, I believe it's 2 Samuel 24, 24. He says that when when he was offered a land for free, he says, I will not give a burnt offering to the Lord. That will not cost me. It must cost me. It must be sacrificial. The gift that you are giving to God, the gift that you are giving to the pastor, that must be well-pleasing to God It must be a sacrificial gift and acceptable. You know, sometimes you may go through a lot and sacrifice. You see, of course, if you are giving someone money, money money is your life, money is your energy, it's your strength, it's your blood. You toil. And so you are giving, but it's not acceptable. It is a sacrifice, but it's not acceptable. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Even the presentation is not acceptable. Sometimes you go through a lot, go through a lot to cook a nice meal for someone. You sweat in the summer heat, you are cooking, cutting things that are going in your eyes and burning you, and you go through a lot, sacrifice. First of all, you have to sacrifice to go do the shopping. And then you come back, sacrifice your time, your energy, fire burning you and, all, and you make a nice meal but the presentation is unacceptable. Oh, where's my food? The, whole, the microwave. You see, you sacrifice but the presentation is unacceptable. Where's my food? On the
0: stove.
1: Dish yourself. Go and take what you want. In the microwave. You are angry. It's unacceptable. Though you sacrifice. It is not with joy. It's not gladness. You accept the food but you see that there's no love. Meanwhile, the food is nice. The food is nice. You cook very well but the presentation is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Amen. It must be Acceptable sacrifice, it must be acceptable. Sacrifice, and sacrifice, it means it's not out of your abundance. It's not you are not giving because it does not it doesn't hurt you. That's why you are giving. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You are not giving because it's convenient. You are not giving because it will not it will not harm you. You'll still be able to do this if I give this one no not being not, be not be anything not be an act of some even something that you want to keep sacrifice something that you would love to keep but you are letting someone have it that is sacrifice that is i'm talking about a gift that is well pleasing to god it's not given out of abundance it's not given out of convenience Hallelujah it's not given out of an overflow. Amen. It is well pleasing to God. That's the last point that it must be well pleasing to God. It must be well pleasing to God. You must give as you are given to God. Though the receiver is the pastor, though the receiver is man, you are giving as you are giving to God. Because ultimately, he's the one that it must please. Hallelujah. He's the one that you are seeking to please. Now that means that the, the man doesn't know even how much you can offer. The man doesn't know how much is sacrificial to you. Do you understand? But the one whom it ought to be well-pleasing, he knows. He knows how much. you how much. He knows that this thing it costs you. He knows that you would have loved to keep this. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? More characteristics of the gift. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. I'm almost done. So please, give me two minutes. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. It says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. That is, that you don't, you, you, you understand it. If you put more grains, you get more grains. If you put one grain, you get one ekome, like this, single. You will be struck, stuck with one, or sometimes you get none. Verse 7, he says, every man, every man, according as he purposeth In his heart. You see, it is a gift that is well pleasing to God. God only looks in the heart. God does not look at anything else but what is in the heart. So, every man according as he purposes in his heart. So, let him give. Not grudgingly. Don't let us chase you. Not grudgingly. Not grudgingly. Or of necessity. It's not it should never be of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 8, quickly, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Just that giving, that is well-pleasing to God. Just that giving, that is well-pleasing to God. Do you understand? You see, you ought to give this way because it is to do something powerful in your life. Something powerful such that you will always have all sufficiency in all things. In all things. You don't understand. Do you understand how? You don't. But he says, God is able, God is able to do this. He's able to make all grace abound towards you. You are not going to have any, any need. You are not going to, how is God going to do that? He's going to make all grace abound towards you. That you don't deserve it, but they will give you promotion. He's going to make all grace abound towards you. That is how, you are, not, you are going to have everything in all sufficiency. By grace. You don't qualify, but he will make you to be chosen. You don't deserve it, but they will give it to you. It will make all grace abound towards you. It is so important to have this grace. Amen. Amen. You know that the paper that you wrote, you don't deserve an A. You don't deserve an A. It's a, a, a C paper. But for some reason, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That they look at your paper and they say, it's an A minus. You, you look at it yourself. You yourself, you look at it and you say, mm. he didn't read it. You say, I don't think he read it. Because even it was a last minute put together, you yourself, you were just looking to pass C minus. That's what you were looking for. But God is able, He said, God is able to, uh, God is able, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always have all sufficiency in all things, in your examination, at your job, food, clothing, everything, in all things, you have all sufficiency. God is able to do that. Hallelujah. And the last scripture, we want to go back to Ephesians chapter four and verse nineteen. You see, it's a scripture that a lot of people quote. But you realize we read from the top coming down. It's through certain giving. No, uh, uh, Philippians chapter four, please. Philippians chapter four and verse nineteen. It says, "But my God, but my." You see, you cannot say "But my God" if I'm just going to talk. Do you understand? It's based on what is coming from above. It is based on what we are reading from upward. It is based on the giving that pleases God. The giving that is sacrificial. It is based on the giving that you give to a pastor to honor him, to appreciate him. That you give to appreciate a pastor that God has given you. He said because of that, he said, but my God shall supply all your needs to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. As we are honoring the man of God that God has given us in the month of May, may this scripture be fulfilled in your life. I say, may this scripture be fulfilled in your life. You know, it is a scripture that we quote all the time, but we don't read what is above. That it is based on giving to a man of God to honor a gift that God has given you. To appreciate a gift that God has given you. That has made credit abound. Fruit abound to your account. By which he says, but my God shall supply all your need. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He says, God will give you grace. Grace of God will abound. That you will have all things in all sufficiency. That you will not lack anything. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet stand to your feet Father we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus oh Lord we need pastors we need prophets we need shepherds Lord you know that we need them we need pastors who will feed us with knowledge and understanding with the deer and the saccad We need pastors who will feed us, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a pastor. Giving us a pastor who feeds us with knowledge and with understanding. Thank you, Jesus. We are grateful to the Lord. We are grateful. We are thankful. We give you glory. We give you honor. We appreciate your pastor. We appreciate the pastor that you have given us. Lord, we appreciate the gift of a prophet. We appreciate the gift of the evangelist. We appreciate the gift of a pastor, the gift of a great teacher. You have given us a wonderful teacher. You have given us a pastor, well, we do someone who feeds us, someone who feeds us day and night. Nice is feeding we are us. So for this great
0: We are grateful to you. And with all trust We walk with the Lord For the last time, let us trust and obey. Trust and obey for the.
1: We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the encouragement, Lord. The encouragement to honor the man of God that you give us. Father, the encouragement to honor the pastor that you have given us in our church. Father, we thank you for the life of the pastor. We thank you, Lord, for giving us a heart that shows appreciation. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are a church that shows appreciation. For the men of God and the women of God that you give us. Father, we thank you and we are grateful in the name of Jesus. May we always be a church that shows appreciation for the gifts of God. May we always show our appreciation for the life of the evangelist. May we always show our appreciation for the prophet that you have given us. May we always show our appreciation for the teacher that you have given us. Oh, what a great teacher that you have given us. May we always show our appreciation for the pastor that you have given us. What a wonderful shepherd who feeds us with knowledge and understanding. Who feeds our children with knowledge and understanding? Who feeds our parents with knowledge and understanding. Father, we are thankful and grateful to you. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory and honor. you are here this evening you are not born again you've not given your life to Christ you are saying pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Christ pastor pray with me I want to be born again I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life if that is you if that is your prayer lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you anyone here like that you want to give your life to Jesus You want to receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior. Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for sending us your only begotten Son to die for us, to reconcile us with you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for redeeming us from perishing. We are grateful and thankful. Lord, we thank you for the gift of pastors. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seat?
0: Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Our beloved Father, please come down and meet us. We are waiting on your touch.